Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself. And on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast. But before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Guys, you know that chronic inflammation is at the root of every degenerative disease. Inflammation is ravaging lives all over the world causing massive amounts of unnecessary suffering. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting to the root cause of inflammation. And so I interviewed 36 of the top doctors and experts in the world to uncover the root cause factors involved with inflammation and give you the best natural healing strategies to get well naturally. And I'm giving it away for free at chronicinflammationsummit.com. That's chronicinflammationsummit.com dot com and you can register and you'll immediately get access to some of the amazing uh, presentations including Kieran Krishnan where we talked all about leaky gut endotoxemia inflammation and microbiome reconditioning that was one of the best interviews I've ever done so fascinating such an amazing topic you'll get that for free when you register at the chronic inflammation summit.com again we're giving this away for free from June 6th to June 12th. But when you register today, you'll immediately get access to some of these, some of the free content, including Kieran's talk. Um, once we get into the event, you'll also uh, be able to listen to Dr. Nasha Winners. And she is a holistic oncology expert. And she talks all about the cancer inflammation connection. I interviewed Dr. David Perlmutter. We talk about blood sugar, insulin, inflammation, and brain degeneration. Uh, Dr. Christine Schaffner, we talk all about biotoxin illness, lymphatic function, and neural inflammation. I mean, so many great presentations in here. Just go to the chronicinflammationsummit.com and you'll also get access to several of my free guides, including my new inflammation crushing smoothie guide that I know that you guys are going to love. You'll find some of the best possible smoothies that you can make. Um, in that. So you'll get that for free immediately when you go ahead and sign up. So again, it's chronicinflammationsummit.com, chronicinflammationsummit.com. That will register you, get you a whole bunch of free gifts, including several amazing interviews I did. And then we're going to be giving the entire event away starting June 6th to June 12th, where you'll be able to listen to four or five interviews each day. So you guys are going to love this content. Again, chronicinflammationsummit.com is the place to go. This podcast is sponsored by Metabolic Reds, the tasty probiotic enzyme and polyphenol infused energy drink without caffeine used to power your brain and body. See, I believe that most people want to live longer, live healthier, lose weight, and get more energy to get through the day. 
but a lot of us are just too busy and we would love something that does all of that, but in one fast and convenient way. That's why I want to introduce you to Metabolic Reds, an anti-aging nutraceutical that you drink. You see, most energy drinks leave you dealing with the midday crash. We've all experienced that. And you know, other energy boosters have a very planty, kind of grass-like taste that makes them hard to stomach. And that's where Metabolic Reds comes in. It was made to pack in nine different natural blends that are scientifically proven to boost energy and focus. But it also tastes awesome. It gives the energy jolt of a coffee without the midday crash. And the best part, you won't feel like you're, feel like you're forcing down another health drink. Metabolic Reds are designed to be easy to drink. It's 100% natural and it gives you the natural energy boost you've been missing. These nutrients help the most important cells of your body adapt, grow, and stay healthier longer. And since it's all natural, there's no midday crash like coffee or most energy drinks on the market. You guys got to try it for yourself to truly see how good this stuff tastes. Just go to GetReds, that's G-E-T-R-E-D-S, GetReds.com forward slash jockers to unlock your offer of a free metabolic greens with your purchase of metabolic reds. This is a cool offer because not only do you get the metabolic reds, but you'll also get a free metabolic greens, which actually tastes good. So just go to GetReds.com forward slash jockers. You guys are going to love the metabolic reds. You'll like the metabolic greens as well. But I'm telling you, this stuff tastes great, will give you energy, will provide critical nutrients that help your body heal and function better. So try it out today. So this podcast is an audio recording of an interview I did with Dr. Peter Kahn. And Dr. Peter Kahn is really amazing guy. He has got an immune masterclass that he is putting on. And I also interviewed him in detail in episode 158 on the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, we talked all about the brain-gut immune axis and how to address that for chronic health conditions. Dr. Peter Kahn runs Hope Integrative Wellness Center, and you can find him at askdrkahn.com. Just a really brilliant guy, somebody that I really like to mastermind with. He understands how to get to the root cause of chronic health conditions. And he interviewed me all about blood sugar regulation and how that impacts the immune system. So this is really a deep dive in how blood sugar and insulin uh, cause issues, can cause, you know, are, are important for balance, right? Obviously for balancing the immune system, but also when there's dysregulation, how it can cause disruption in immune function. I also talk about how fasting impacts the microbiome. So I go in detail on that. You guys are going to get a lot out of this. And definitely check out the show notes where we'll have a link for the immune masterclass that Dr. Khan is putting on, where he is going through in detail all the different steps to helping <clears throat> create really good balance for your immune function. And he also interviews a lot of a lot of great health experts as well. So you get just a ton of really good content there. And you guys are going to love this podcast. If you have not left us a review, a rating or review on Apple iTunes, please do that. Go to Apple iTunes, find our podcast, leave a five-star review. When you do that, it helps us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. Thanks so much for doing that. Thank you for being a part of our community. And let's go into the show. Welcome to the Big Immunity Masterclass. This is Dr. Peter Kahn. And today I have a great pleasure of interviewing Dr. David Jockers. 
Now, Dr. Jocker is a doctor in natural medicine, functional nutritionist, and corrective care chiropractor. He's a founder of Exodus Health Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, and drjockers.com, a website hey, designed Khan, to empower people with science-based solution to improve their health. Now, Dr. Jockers has gotten over a million monthly page views and is considered one of the most well-researched and easy-to-read health websites in the world. Dr. Jocker's work has been featured in various popular media outlets, including ABC, Fox News, the Hallmark Channel, Home and Family, and the Dr. Oz Show. Dr. Jocker also hosts the popular Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutritional Podcast. Welcome, David. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, Dr. Khan. Great to be on with you. All right. So uh, for this uh, big immunity masterclass, our focus, of course, is on the immune system. That's where the spotlight is. And you are an expert in metabolic issues such as blood sugar and fasting. So really want to pick your brain on how does blood sugar, let's start with blood sugar first. How does blood sugar problems impact the immune system or is there any impact at all? Yeah, blood sugar plays a big role because when we look at our immune system, we know that our white blood cells are some of the major components, right? And they go out and they're hunting down different pathogens, uh, bacteria, viruses, you know, different things like that and breaking them down and uh, making sure that we keep our pathogenic load under control. And we know that these white blood cells, they, they very much depend on vitamin C to help buffer oxidative stress. And so they actually have 20 times more vitamin C inside of white blood cells than in normal cells. And they have insulin pumps, believe it or not, insulin, which is the same hormone that takes sugar and pulls it out of the bloodstream and puts it into the cells, also puts vitamin C inside the white blood cells. And so they have these uh, insulin pumps that are critical. And sugar uh, competes with the vitamin C to get into the white blood cells. And so what happens is when we have elevated blood sugar, right? that actually lowers the amount of vitamin C that's able to get into the white blood cells and lowers the ability, um, the, the actual ability for the white blood cells to break down pathogens. We call it the phagocytic index. So when white blood cells, when they grab uh, a virus, for example, um, they do something called phagocytosis, where it's like almost like Pac-Man eating it. And that's called, and, and its ability, the white blood cells ability to do that, we call that the phagocytic index. And we know that a blood sugar of 120, which if you were to wake up in the morning and test your fasting blood sugar and it was 120, we call that pre-diabetic, okay? Uh, over 126 is diabetic. So a lot of the people listening are not at that 120 range uh, when they wake up in the morning. However, most people after they eat a meal, particularly if you're following a higher carbohydrate diet, eating a lot of processed foods, your blood sugar is jumping way over 120 uh, early, you know, at, at any time during the day, you eat a big bowl of oatmeal, right? Oatmeal, you know, we think of that as a healthy food, but you eat a big bowl of oatmeal, that may shoot your blood sugar up to 140, 160, and it may last there for hours. When that happens, a blood sugar of 120 or more will reduce the phagocytic index by 75%, basically crippling your immune system and your ability to break down these pathogens. So blood sugar, high blood sugar is really, really detrimental to immune function, but also low blood sugar can be a major, a major uh, problem as well, because when you have hypoglycemic episodes where your blood sugar drops too low and your body isn't metabolically flexible and it's not good at breaking down fat and using it as a fuel source, 
then your body secretes a lot of glucocorticoids. The main glucocorticoid hormone is called cortisol. And cortisol is elevated. And cortisol normally is very anti-inflammatory, kind of helps prime our immune system. But when we are continuously dealing with hypoglycemic types of episodes, we're releasing a lot of cortisol. And we can even develop cortisol resistance where our cells stop really responding well to cortisol. And then we, then we lose the anti-inflammatory and immune modulating effects of cortisol. And we, and our immune cells start spouting out more and more inflammatory cytokines. And we create more of a ramp up of uh, inflammatory activity in our body. So keeping our blood sugar really, really balanced, keeping our insulin levels low and our cells very sensitive to insulin is super important for good immune function. That is awesome. Those are great, great key points about blood sugar and immune system. I think most people are probably not aware. Now, that's not to not to mention even the, uh, you know, that insulin resistance cause, you know, inflammation in and of itself, which is also an immune system mediated problem. Mm -hmm. So can, can you talk about the, the insulin resistance impact on inflammation overall? Yeah, absolutely. So whenever we eat food, we're going to have some level of insulin release. And that is very important. Insulin's job is insulin tells the body to build, right? And so uh, it's, it's telling cells to divide and it helps bring sugar into the cells to be used as an energy source. And so insulin release when we eat is fine. It's normal part of physiology. However, we all have a certain threshold for how much insulin we should be re releasing. And when we get up over that threshold, because our cells are not responding well, they're not listening to the message of insulin, and this could be from a, a wide variety of reasons, but the most, probably the most common reason is because we're eating too much, uh, eating too often, too many calories and too many carbohydrates, particularly simple carbohydrates and processed carbohydrates. When we're doing that, we're bombarding the, the cells with this message of feed, grow and divide. And so the cells themselves become damaged by oxidative stress. And so they start to shut down the ability to respond to insulin. So this, the body itself will continue to produce insulin and insulin will drive up inflammatory pathways in the body, right? It actually stimulates the production of something called the inflammasome, which is kind of like, um, it's kind of like an alarm for the entire city, right? So instead of, um, you know, one, what, let's say one police car chasing one bad guy, now we've got a whole alarm going off for the entire city and all the police police officers are all jumping in their cars, running around looking for criminals, right? And they're indiscriminate, meaning that anybody that looks even partially suspicious, they're going after and they're shooting. And that's basically what happens inside of our body when we have higher levels of insulin, turns on the entire alarm for inflammation and drives up all the inflammatory pathways. We also end up creating more visceral fat. And so insulin is a fat storage hormone. So when insulin's elevated, we're not going to burn fat for fuel. So if we can't burn fat, we store fat. And particularly, we start storing visceral fat, which is the kind of dangerous fat that surrounds our major visceral organs, right? So our liver, fatty liver disease, for example, our heart, um, all these major organ systems. And that visceral fat itself is an endocrine organ, meaning that we used to think fat was just kind of a reservoir for energy. Now we realize it's actually a hormone center and particularly it's releasing 
inflammatory cytokines, right? So it's releasing more and more of these inflammatory uh, compounds out into circulation that are causing more and more of this kind of inflammatory uh, soup that, that our body is in. And it creates, a vis it cr creates this vicious cycle where we have high insulin promoting inflammation, inflammation promoting uh, insulin resistance, and then more and more and more inflammation occurring, and that's causing degeneration, it's causing cell damage, um, and leading us to a lot of a lot of suffering and ultimately to chronic disease. Right, that's why it's so difficult for some people because this cycle can become vicious, and and it's a feed forward cycle. So the more inflammation you get, the more inflammation you get to get. So they they just get stuck in this cycle of inflammation, and until they do something you know, drastic to, to change that pattern, then they don't get to change the expression of that disease for them. So let's talk about what are some of the things that people can do to kind of break out of this inflammation cycle? I know, uh, you know, fasting is a tool that you often talk about, but uh, let's kind of get into how does fasting help with the immune system or immune function? Yeah, for sure. Well, fasting, number one, when we're fasting, when we're not eating, that itself is going to lower insulin. So as long as we're eating every few hours or so, every time we eat, we're priming up insulin. And if we're very insulin resistant, we're driving it up more and more and more, and it's kind of staying elevated. It's staying over that certain threshold to keep inflammation elevated. So when we fast, let's say, you know, we fast from dinner to lunch the next day, we do like a 16 hour fast, we're giving the body time to get that insulin down, right? So insulin now starts going down. And once it gets under a certain threshold, Okay. What we like to see with fasting insulin is levels under six, under six units. Okay. So when I'm looking at blood work, I'm looking at fasting insulin. I like to see it under six, ideally somewhere around two to five. You're always going to have some insulin unless your pancreas is completely shut down production or you have an autoimmune condition. We want to see that there's some production, but it should be low, right? It should be under six. That's when we know you're in prime fat burning mode. Okay. So it gets under that threshold. You're burning fat, you're dropping down inflammation. So that's one of the things that fasting does. Um, and that's one of the great things of intermittent fasting when we're just, you know, eating one or two meals a day, let's say um, eating in a certain, uh, could even be three meals, but we're eating in a time restricted compressed eating window, let's say a six or eight hour eating window where we're consuming our meals and we're fasting the other periods of time is we're giving our body time to get that insulin level down. And that's so critical. Now, when we start to talk about like extending our fast out a little bit, that's when some really powerful things happen for our immune system. So if we consistently have insulin elevated, right? Or if we are not sleeping well, we're under a lot of stress, we've got a high infectious load in our body. If we have high toxic load in our body, all those things are going to cause us to not be able to break down and turn over bad immune cells. So, you know, we produce these, um, these immune cells primarily in our bone marrow and they get out into circulation and they have a certain lifespan where they're going to be most effective. But just the process of life, uh, metabolic activity, just the process of fighting pathogens is going to wear them down and break them down. And then they become older and dysfunctional and we call them senescent or aged cells. And when they become dysfunctional, normally we have these natural processes that break them down, recycle the parts, create new immune cells, get them out of circulation because they're no longer uh, beneficial for our body. In fact, oftentimes they're actually very detrimental. They're actually spouting out 
uh, inflammatory compounds that they shouldn't be, right? Causing more collateral damage in our bodies. We need to really get rid of these things and turn them over. However, when we have these kind of allostatic loads, these, these um, environmental stressors or chronic stress, toxic load, mm -hmm. things like that, we lose the ability to do that effectively. And so now we have all these you know, aberrant immune cells circulating, causing more inflammation. Fasting, particularly doing like a three-day fast, that's what the research has shown, will actually drive down these senescent cells. So it gives us enough time to get insulin down to where our body triggers this really strong autophagy process where we break down uh, damaged cellular debris and we recycle it and create new cellular structures. It also creates more apoptosis where we, we are this kind of programmed cell death where we get rid of the, the cells themselves that are dysfunctional uh, commit suicide, right? So they just die off. And then it stimulates stem cell production, particularly these you know, immune, immune cells, so these white blood cells, stem cell production in the bone marrow. So now we get these new, young, healthy, really stress-resilient immune cells coming out. That's what we want. Those stress-resilient immune cells, they're going to be able to break down pathogens in a much higher level than the older dysfunctional white blood cells, and they're not going to have nearly as much collateral damage. So we want more and more of these really young, embryonic, really healthy, strong, stress-resilient immune cells. And doing something like a three-day fast or a, a five-day fast or a, a partial fast, there's something called the fasting mimicking diet, where you're consuming roughly about 40% of your normally normal calorie load, somewhere between 800 to 1,000 calories for five full days, right? And there's a specific program called the fasting mimicking diet. And I also have content on that on my website as well as, and there's other partial fasting strategies. Some of the listeners may have tried like a bone broth fast or a green juice fast or something like that, where it's very calorie restricted. Um, and we're able to really bring insulin down and get the body into this uh, state of autophagy and deep cellular healing and really regenerate these immune cells. So there's multiple ways of doing it, but that's, you know, that's really the most powerful approach to it. Hey guys, I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite food products. I mean, if you're out there and you're looking for healthy snack options or, you know, really healthy food, sometimes it can be hard to find a gut-friendly, gluten-free snack option. And that's why you need to know about Paleo Valley. They're 100% grass-fed beef and 100% pasture-raised turkey meat sticks are not only loaded with delicious flavor, but they are completely free of carbs and sugar. Such a great bioavailable protein snack to grab on the go. I oftentimes will eat them with meals too. Like if I eat a meal and I'm still a little bit hungry, feel like I need a little bit more protein and healthy fats, I go ahead and have them. You know, they're gluten-free, they're soy-free, they're dairy-free, GMO-free, preservative-free. I mean, what's not to love about that? On top of that, they actually also have probiotics in them as well. So you're getting the protein, healthy fats, and you're getting probiotics, lots of key minerals and nutrients in there, and they taste amazing. And now you can use my coupon code, JOCKERS, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter JOCKERS at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. 
The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. My kids and I absolutely love them, and I know your family will too. So try them out today. And then just kind of on a day-by-day basis, doing intermittent fasting. We talked about getting insulin down. And the other element of it is we actually reshape and recondition the gut microbiome when we do this, because in our, in our gut, we have primary feeders and we have secondary feeders. The primary feeders live primarily above the gut mucosa. The secondary feeders live in the gut mucosa. So we have our, our, our gut lining is one cell wall and it's you know, it's somewhat permeable and that allows nutrients to seep across and get into the bloodstream. And most of the listeners have probably heard of leaky gut and leaky gut is a really common condition. And it's at the root of immune dysfunction, autoimmune conditions, right? Chronic inflammatory conditions. And we've got to do everything we can to protect the integrity of that gut lining above the gut lining. The, the major way that our body tries to protect it is through this gut mucosa, having a good, strong, thick, and hearty gut mucosa. That's where our immune component of our gut is called secretory IgA, sits there, helps break down pathogens and, um, you know, and, and helps, helps our body to just eliminate pathogens and keep the pathogenic load in our intestines under control. So if we are consistently eating every few hours, what happens is we preferentially feed the primary feeders, which love fiber, they love polyphenols, they love the different compounds we're getting, you know, prebiotics, things like that. They, pre- they eat a lot and there's less nutrients available and there's, uh, there's just not a healthy environment uh, for the secondary feeders that live in the gut mucosa to really thrive. And one of the main secondary feeders is called acromansia mucinophilia. Mucinophilia means mucus loving. And this is called a keystone bacteria in our gut microbiome. Microbiome researchers, you know, they've been studying this now for over 20 years. Um, they have shown that higher levels of acromansia mucinophilia are associated with reduced risk of all-cause inflammatory conditions pretty much across the board. Now, I think microbiome research is continuing to evolve. We're learning more every single year. I don't think we have it all figured out. But if there's anything we figured out, it's that it's very important to have healthy levels of acromansia mucinophilia. And the way that acromansia mucinophilia really thrives is when we go periods of time without eating, like a 16-hour or 18-hour fast on a regular basis, um, where we're eating our meals in like a six or eight-hour compressed eating window. When that happens, the primary feeders die down. And that's actually good. It's kind of like trimming, you know, hedges or, you know, pulling weeds out of our garden or something like that, because now it opens up more nutrients for acromansia mucinophilia to really be able to thrive. Now, acromansia loves mucus, but it also loves polyphenols. And so um, taking the time between meals to kind of trim down the primary feeders allows more polyphenols to trickle down for acromansia. And acromansia, when it breaks down those polyphenols, it creates something called urolithins. And these urolithins actually prime the mitochondria. They're a postbiotic uh, uh, molecule that prime the mitochondria in the intestinal cells, in the enterocytes. And so it actually tells the enterocytes to grow more mitochondria. And it tells the mitochondria, hey, it's 
we're in a healthy environment. Let's really create a lot of energy here. And that itself will create really strong, stress-resilient intestinal cells. And again, the integrity of your intestinal lining is super important for your overall immune health. So the healthier the mitochondria are in the, those intestinal cells, the healthier your body is going to be, the less inflammation it's going to express. And so one analogy, Dr. Peter here, to, to explain that, because I know I went to a lot of scientific terms there. You know, I have an apple tree and I have blueberry bush in my yard here. And I love the apples and I love the blueberries, but every year what we actually have to do is trim the hedges. We actually have to cut branches off of the apple tree. Otherwise it overgrows and the blueberry bush doesn't get enough sunlight. And so we don't get blueberries. So if we don't trim the hedges off the apple tree, no blueberries for us. It's kind of the same thing. The primary feeders are very good. They're healthy for us right? As long as we keep them under check and in balance, that's really what intermittent fasting does. Now it allows the primary feeders to do their purpose and the secondary feeders to do their purpose. We end up with a very healthy gut microbiome and very healthy intestinal uh, cell integrity. That was great. Uh, so, I mean, fasting impacts the immune system through autophagy, and, and triggering apoptosis of senescent cells, but also at the same time, you're also supporting the immune system through the gut microbiome by trimming off the, the primary feeders, allowing the secondary feeders to thrive. So fasting is such a, is a great tool. And can I have a recipe book for fasting, please? Yeah, you know, we have a inflammation crushing smoothie guide that uh, that we can send over for you. But I mean, ultimately with fasting, you really don't need to eat. So there's no, you know, you're not consuming any food. You know, that's, that's why I always say fasting is the most ancient, inexpensive and powerful healing strategy known to mankind, because really all of our ancestors did it. They didn't have pantries. And, you know, they had a lot of times of food scarcity when food wasn't very available. And so it's very common for them to go full days without eating. Right? Or if they did eat, maybe it was once or twice a day. Uh, they certainly weren't eating five, six meals a day. That's for sure. And uh, you know, obviously, it doesn't cost you anything. If actually, actually saves you money. Right. It's a, the simplicity of it and the power of it is, is incredible. Now, obviously, we can't fast forever. We we got to eat to get nutrient and sustenance. So, what are some tips you can offer us as far as you know, what's the best practices, you know, in general, of course, everybody's a little bit different, but what's the general thing that people can look for as a theme uh, when they do eat to promote healthy blood sugar or an immune function? Yeah, for sure. So the things that I try to focus on when it comes to nutrition are good quality protein. So I like grass-fed organic animal products, trying to get protein that has the minimal amount of toxins, maximal amount of nutrients. So grass-fed organic uh, animal products, high protein, healthy fats, right? We want to get really good healthy fats like extra virgin olive oil, um, avocados, grass-fed butter, coconut oil, things like that. So we get these healthy fats. Protein and fats really create blood sugar blood sugar stabilization, and they help stabilize insulin levels. They help stop cravings, and they help us feel satiated. So we're able to fast longer. When you're eating a good enough amount of protein and fats, it's very easy to do this sort of intermittent fasting. If you're eating a lot of carbs, a lot of starches, lots, I'm a fan of fruit, but in moderation, if you're doing a lot of fruit, if you're doing, you know, a lot of simple sugars, 
You are going to have cravings throughout the day. You're going to have blood sugar imbalances. So I recommend consuming somewhere between 30 to 40 grams, maybe more if you're trying to put on lean body mass, like if you're doing a lot of weightlifting. Average individual really only needs 30 to 40 grams of protein in a meal. But if you're if you're an athlete, you're doing a lot of weightlifting, you might need more. Um, so eat eat a lot of protein, healthy fats, roughly about 30 grams or so of healthy fats each meal, 30 to 40 grams. So you just remember that number for protein and fats. And then you round it out with a lot of polyphenol rich, uh, non-starchy vegetables. So we're thinking when we think about polyphenols, we think about a lot of different colors, right? Red onions, um, bell peppers, right? You can get those orange bell peppers, red bell peppers, one of the most vitamin C rich foods that you can get, uh, artichokes, um, you can use white foods like mushrooms or hearts of palm, which is one of my favorites, cauliflower, you know, green foods, non-starchy, uh, you know, obviously you have like dark green leafies, you have broccoli, different things like that, uh, celery, cucumbers, all of those things are fantastic, um, you know, and then also some, some, some low glycemic fruit like berries, lemons, limes, um, avocados and olives are actually polyphenol rich fruit, right? So they're healthy fats and polyphenols in them, particularly if you get a really good quality, fresh pressed extra virgin olive oil, put that on your food, you're getting tons of powerful polyphenols and polyphenols are also, uh, you know, not only great for your microbiome, like we talked about, but they also help dampen down inflammation in your body. They help support good immune function. So there's so many different benefits of these polyphenols. So you're thinking about, you know, colorful meals, right? So if you look at like on my Instagram, a lot of times I'll post my meals and it's, you know, a whole bunch of wild caught salmon that I've marinated in extra virgin olive oil and organic lemon juice. I've smothered it with a whole bunch of different herbs, you know, basil, oregano, thyme, right? So these herbs are super rich in polyphenol compounds and antimicrobial compounds to keep the uh, pathogen load in the gut uh, functioning well, right? To keep it under control. Um, they all help. They're all carminative herbs that help stimulate the production of bile and pancreatic enzymes for good digestion. So I've got that on the on the salmon, you know, or maybe grass fed beef or chicken, whatever I'm eating. And then I've got like a Mediterranean salad where I've got cucumbers, hearts of palm, artichokes, bell peppers, tomatoes, and black olives, right? And it's covered in. Um, extra virgin olive oil, fresh pressed extra virgin olive oil, lemon juice, lots of herbs on that. Maybe some Brussels sprouts that were, um, you know, that have olive oil on them. They're roasted Brussels sprouts, olive oil, garlic salt on them, right? Phenomenal meals like that where we're getting lots of non-starchy vegetables, colorful foods, right? Should be very, very colorful, lots of healthy fats and, uh, and, and good quality proteins, right? And so if you do that, that's going to create great blood sugar stability. You're going to really thrive, particularly when you do that and you compress your eating window. So you're eating in like a six or eight hour eating window. So maybe you start your first meal at, let's say, you know, 11 a.m. and you finish by, uh, by 7 p.m. that day. Or if you feel good, you can actually push your eating window, right? Like for me, I usually do a six hour eating window where I'm eating my first meal roughly between 1 and 2 p.m., and then I'm eating my last meal between 6 and 7 p.m. And I feel amazing just doing that two meals a day on a regular basis. And then one day a week, and this is my challenge for most of the audience. Um, one caveat with this would be kind of your young menstruating females who are, who are you know, very stressed. Maybe they've got young kids or a career. They may need to, you know, more guidance with this, and it may not be uh, the best strategy for them. But for most of the, the audience, particularly your men, 
and your women that would love to lose another five, 10 plus pounds would be to do one time a week, do a 20 to 24 hour fast. Now during that fast, you can drink herbal tea, you can drink water, you can drink black coffee as long as it doesn't give you cravings, right? So you don't want any stevia or anything like that in it. Um, just beverages that don't give you cravings, stay well hydrated, but you want to almost do like a one meal a day, basically, right? So I do it every single Wednesday to Thursday. So today we're doing this interview on Thursday. I ate lunch on a Wednesday, roughly again, between one and two o'clock. And then I fasted until two o'clock today. And right before my fast, I did a very intense workout. When you do that, if you do that every single week, you're going to have phenomenal insulin stability, right? Insulin sensitivity. The reason why is I'm burning off during that long fast, I'm burning off all my stored sugar, my glycogen, getting it down to a certain threshold level. My body's burning fat for fuel. I'm getting into ketosis because I need ketones to cross the blood brain barrier to provide a great fuel source for my brain so I could stay mentally stable. And then I'm, I'm, I'm doing a great, great workout right at the end. So I'm burning up any extra sugar that's in my bloodstream and in my uh, liver and my muscles. And I'm really activating the glute for uh, transporter proteins that help grab sugar out of the bloodstream and put it into the cells. Right. And so these almost act like insulin without the insulin release. And so then when I break the fast, my body's able to really quickly, uh, put in, you know, fill up my glycogen stores and I'm able to stay in a great fat burning mode. And I'm able to get deep levels of autophagy and cellular healing during that, you know, weekly longer fast. So that is a phenomenal strategy. I would start with like a 14 to 16 hour fast and really get good at doing that on a regular basis, bump it up to 18 hours. Right. And then after doing this for, you know, roughly three to four weeks, you should be able to push your body to do a 20 to 24 hour fast, somewhere in that range. You might not be able to make it the full 24, but 20 to 24 hour fast, make sure you're staying well hydrated, take some salt. You can put salt on your tongue, drink some pickle juice. Perhaps you might need a little bit more electrolytes uh, to keep your brain functioning well and to help inhibit cravings. But if you do that, you are going to really thrive. And if you create a regular habit, a regular lifestyle strategy around this sort of fasting and, and, uh, the way, you know, the, the eating nutri the blood sugar stabilizing diet that I talked about, your, your immune system is going to be robust and healthy. That was an information packed interview. I mean, I'm so ecstatic that our audience gets to have this treat with Dr. Jockers giving us these clinical pearls and this amazing information. Thank you so much. What, where can our audience learn more about your work? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, just go to uh, drjockers.com. That's where you know my blog is. We get tons and tons of amazing content, world's best uh, online health articles. And then also my podcast, Dr. Jockers Functional Nutrition Podcast. Awesome. I'm going to encourage everyone to go check it out because it's going to be a wealth of information that you'll be blessed by. Thank you so much. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, 
then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.